0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the VFU Podcast. Today we are here to talk about Wellington Phoenix Women versus Raw and First Glory versus the Wellington Phoenix Men. Uh, hello everyone, how are we today? Hi Blake. Who would like to start? We're starting with the uh, woman.
1: Well, I mean, uh, Dean and I had planned to go. Because it was so early in the day, we thought, ah, oh, they'll probably postpone it because of the heat. So we left it until Thursday night. We booked tickets. And then on Friday, we were very fortunate that um, Lily got in touch with us and said, look, we don't think the game is likely to go ahead. On Saturday, it's probably going to be moved to Sunday. And we managed to get um, credit for our flights, So that's really, really good. But I really wish that we, uh, we were there, partly because it was such a good game. And partly because at this stage, the team has won three games total, and we have been present for every single one of them. And I'm pretty sure that's the common denominator. So I'm I, so sad that Mickey's goal got chalked off, but uh, what a game. If you weren't there,
2: it probably wouldn't have been chalked off. Well, it was a real nail-biter. Bite, you know, there was a lot going on in that game. Do you want to – what do you want to start Do you want to start at the beginning? Yes, yeah, so much, so much, so much. All That's right. Cool. Should we start with the dreaded red card? Was that the beginning?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: All right. Or was there a goal before the red card? It was one goal. That's right. It was uh, Shay Connor's goal. She's it. Right. Holy moly, she's good. She is she is really good. And um, you know, a, a well-deserved goal. Um you know, we got burn a bit on and she just took off. She was um she is a name that I will remember now. I feel like um so she she got past Mac.
1: And then it felt like nobody came out to to meet her. I mean, so she just had this clear run, run, run. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from her, her goal and her run. But sort of she beat Mac and it happens. And then nobody came out to actually close her down. So I think I was a little bit disappointed with the defence on that goal. But again, I'm not a defender. Yeah. And then we yeah. had to... For anyone to get...
0: Oh,
1: am Sorry. For anyone to
3: get past Mac and then put a goal in past Brie, that's pretty special because Mac is not you – know, she's a quality defender and Brie's. you know, she's a pretty good goalkeeper. So that was a very, very good goal.
0: Yeah, it wasn't bad, was it? Yeah. I quite like the second one too. Right, so Kate, um, who
1: was it that got
2: away from – was it the same player? Was that also oh, Shea I think it was Shea, Shea Connors again. Okay. I mean, I think she she just, at least at the start of that match, you know, she was great.
0: If we I mean, were allowed to pick play player of the match for either of the teams, I would pick her.
1: She did do well. I think, um, I mean, I kind of understand as a, you know, a defender wanting to make that kind of foul, just to to foul them to stop. Um but she, she, should have, she should have known that there was a risk, if you foul someone like that when they're on through and goal, that you might get sent off. And that's what happened. And that's much more costly than conceding the goal, much more costly. Um, so I, I was sort of a little bit, I mean, in the heat of the moment, I kind of don't blame her. But it was a little bit disappointing that that foul was made when um it was it was very clearly going to be a send-off despite Jonathan's misunderstanding of the rules. It's not about the rules, it's about
3: the team. We support the <laughs> team. You know, if if something goes against us, we stagger, oh it's right against us, party referees, <laughs> Rubber the Green, we're always getting knocked down. Bloody Sydney conspiracy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think Kate's going to learn from that. I mean, she's, she's probably sitting around huffing about it, you know, and she's going to hopefully learn from it. Cause doesn't she have to sit out the next one too with a red card? That's painful. That's a lot of pain. And we, um, you know, our team is not deep. Um, And I mean, I like, I like Kate, but she's not, I love Kate.
1: I've got her name on the back of my my current shirt. I feel like she's not been herself since she came back from injury a little bit, which is unfortunate. And now she had to sit out most of that game and will have to sit out this coming game. At least we've got, um, got a plan in place. Like you move Marisa into that centre of defence with um, Mac again, like we had when Kate was out. But uh, it's disappointing to lose her again for a couple of games effectively. Yeah, that's not good, is it?
3: Yeah, but. it is disappointing. But, but sorry, Blake, you go.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
3: Yeah, and then. But it does mean that you know, like if, if Mar- but if Marissa slides into that centre position, and that means Saskia, Sask can come back into that um, right-hand side, and I, that's not a bad thing because Saskia Vosper gives us more options. She's quick on that right hand side. So, but that's next week. We got. We, let's stick with this week. Sorry, go to Denise.
2: Oh, I just, you know, I I am hoping for all these these women to just, you know, step up and keep keep pushing this team. And and to our surprise, they did. <laughs> like, like I mean, to our surprise, meaning like I was throwing my toys at that moment. <laughs> you know, I was I was packing a big sad, as as they say over here. <laughs> and then
3: Mary Foster Foster's wonder goal off the free kick was that was something special.
2: Yeah. That was cool. I I didn't quite understand it. Did it did it take like a weird short hop bounce at the goalie's feet or like I was like what happened there? Or did it take a medium like where where did it cross the 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 keeper's sort of plane? Yeah, it was just in the net. <laughs> I was like, "What? Yeah. what
3: yeah. there? Well, I have to go back and watch the game later. Normally, I what I yeah 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 yeah. So that was so we got the free kick. Um, Foster put it in. Everyone's like, "Oh, two one." Okay. Oh, sorry. Just before Foster's free kick, just wanted to say that there were some fantastic touches with between Kate Taylor and Chloe Knott early on in the game. Like, and rather than the kind of playing it out from the back where we go sideways, um, Kate was linking with Chloe. So Chloe was playing a little deeper and then like she was putting on the gas and going straight up the middle. So hopefully we see a little bit more of that because that took away that those moments where we were going, <gasps> passing it sideways again. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then just, just wanted to add that in there. So that was a positive.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they looked, they didn't look jet lagged. I mean, you know, except for <laughs> that one decision. Um, what else? I mean, then, then they like got it together. That one goal was like, okay, we can do this. We have 10, they have 11. Let's go. And it was what nice to see. Cause I was like, okay, yeah. Like you're taking us on a journey here.
0: Whatever this new formation or game plan they're doing, it's really good. A lot better than the, mm. uh, what they were doing before. So, is it? So, I haven't been able to crack it yet. Is
1: it a, is it a formation change? I mean, you're forced into a formation change when you have a player sent off anyway?
0: No, 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 in general. Because I noticed they're attacking a lot more last two games at
2: connecting game. some passes and you know Hassid is not um just in there to block shots she's in there to create some rhythm going forward yeah. forward where you know, everything you know in a good way felt you know defensive now they're just they just feel like they're looking up more and um Yeah, Yeah. I just feel like they're passing better and their eyes are forward. But Cleek and Mm -hmm. uh, Foster
0: seem to be a lot wider, I've noticed. And it's just my TV monitor, but they they seem to be a lot wider than before.
2: Yeah, I mean they're using more of the pitch, um, for sure. I mean they're 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 playing like a professional soccer team. Although I will say something that really bothered me about the pitch, I brought my leaf blower <laughs> with me because I was here. <laughs> <not, laughs> I mean, there's like leaves on the field. Like that doesn't happen in professional football. <laughs> Come on. Just for the record, not sponsored. Like use this. Use use a rake get those off the pitch I felt a little bit like like it looked like a high school match or whatever you call high school in Australia like come on spiff it up a little bit like the leaves are slippery I mean there's nothing oh
3: sorry
1: I was gonna say I personally hate more than anything the seagulls at Amy Park um but you know the leaves aren't aren't great but the, I guess it's covered with the like there's gum trees all around. And I'm sure if you got rid of the leaves, they'd be back quite quickly. But I appreciate that you've actually brought your leaf blower in for, for a show and tell, Denise.
2: Well, I mean, I, I think there's a general discussion about conditions, right? Like it's it was hot there, there were leaves, you know, that let's just talk in general about those two things, or at least the heat.
0: If you don't like the lead on the pitch, wait till we talk a little bit later on about the other game.
3: So just, just reversing back to your question, Blake, which is what's changed? I think Grace was Nesky's changed. I think Grace was didn't play much in the first half of the season. She didn't play a lot before Christmas. I think she's the key. I think she's the secret. I think she's the key that's unlocked the creativity and some of the flow in our team. Um, and also back to something that Denise said, you know, about eyes up. That's exactly what one of the commentators said at the beginning of the game when they were talking about the next why we doing now? She said, we're now playing eyes up football. So we're looking eyes up. We're looking for the players that are getting vision. They're looking for where's the opportunity rather than you know, kind of eyes down or, or, or being just more focused on connecting the passes. So I think those two things are, um, are what's changed. And you know, if, it's funny because when you what you say about the pitch looking like a high school pitch, that's exactly what my wife said. She's like, are they playing at a girls' school or something? <laughs> There's leaves everywhere. I was like, oh look, just going. it's all right.
2: I'm looking at like some guy's porch here. <laughs> I mean, I, I realized the grandstand was probably in the same place as the camera. But you know, as as someone who um, you know, wants more people to watch the league, um you want it in a professional looking place. And listen, this is what Brisbane has to offer. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little tongue in cheek and, and that's for them to figure out, but um, you know, the, there can be minimum standards and one of the minimum standards is not to have leaves all over the pitch. And, you know, to, if you want to add more camera angles, you know, just make sure what you're pointing at um, is nice.
0: Yeah,
2: it's a little bit hard with okay, those second
1: half. Oh, sorry, oh, I was sorry to, go, so Holly? it's a little bit harder with those smaller grounds because they do often only have one grandstand, and that's where they put the TV cameras because that's what's up. That scaffolding, I guess, um, and so every, and everyone sits there. So those little, those little. I'm assuming it's used for NPL during uh, winter. Um, it is a pity that. These clubs, So these teams do get sort of dumped on these less than great grounds. I'm sure they're cheaper to open and probably more appropriate to the crowd size you're getting in. Um, But there there is a downside to that, and that's that the facilities are often not as good. Um, In fact, there was discussion last season at one point. I don't know which field it was at, but it was Brisbane Raw, and there were, like, toilets there that, like, Doors didn't lock. And like these are professional players holding the door shut for each other because the toilets don't lock. And that's actually, it, it, for me, when I heard that, I was like, yes, welcome to like the whole pyramid of women's football everywhere. But so th- there are these really stupid chronic problems. So I, I don't know whether the trick is to try and push these games into bigger, nicer. Um, locations, or whether we just really desperately need to upgrade a lot of the facilities that are across that NPO level of the ground. I don't know, and it all involves money, either way involves money, but just to comment on that.
0: Well, for me, I think they should be doing um, maybe not next season, but the season after or 2026. They need to be um, doing double headers all the time. like synchronizing the uh, <laughs> schedule so that they can uh, do the games together at the proper stadiums.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Phoenix don't have it down because, you know, our stadium is in a an noble and we have our own problems there. So uh, fair enough. I just want, um you know, the league to be more and more professional. And, um yeah, I'm just going to have my friend here for the rest of the podcast because you know they they did regardless of the setting they came back let's talk about their comeback
3: okay so at, at halftime brisbane go go in it's two they're up two one and it's like okay so what's going to happen so on the old the old Twitter, I was like, okay, maybe we change formation. I was like, okay, let's hope that Grace Wisniewski has a big second half. Hello, Grace had a great second half. She got a banger of a goal. Um, <laughs> what a half! That, I honestly, I think that's the most exciting half of football I've watched from like all season. I was literally sitting on the edge of my seat towards the end, going, come on, hold on, hold on, and you know, and when and when Wiz got when that ball rolled to her and she touched it i was sitting in my chair going go
2: whiz and then bang she put it in the net i was like yes yeah that was awesome goal Blake." what did you think you like that goal
0: yeah yeah that was my favorite of the lot.
2: i yelled
1: hit it from sydney and i'm so i'm sure she heard me
0: Was a wonderful goal and, and so rewarding for, for Grace as well. Yeah. And then at the, um, not much happened for Brisbane in the second half, did it? No.
3: Well, we 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 it was two all, and then we went ahead and got a third goal. Um, I'm just trying to remember who got the third one. It was Millie, wasn't it?
0: Clearly, yeah. Millie somehow magically beat the keeper. She's yeah. a good player. Really like her, um, yeah. And mm. then
3: um, we had we had the controversial Mickey Robertson's goal being chalked off
0: for a supposed offside. Did anyone catch that? i I mean i don't
2: think we'll ever know because the camera angle wasn't there and that's kind of part of the leaf blowing you know not up to standards like we don't have a camera angle of that and so we'll never know what really happened on that play maybe someone with an iphone or something like that um you know there is there really is a possibility because she is wicked fast that she was onside. And, and, you know, that used to happen to Lynn Williams all the time. She used to be called offside obsessively because she was so fast that people didn't believe that she could actually get to get that far ahead to the ball where she was. But again, no idea because we don't, you know, those, st- that standard, that, um, that quality wasn't there. there. So that, that um I mean,
1: that brings us back to more things about the, the quality as well um and this discussion that uh, you and i had on facebook denise about the fact that the women don't have var unlike the men and i feel like that it's really mixed whether people like var or not i i personally if it's used properly and if we actually heard about the decisions i do actually like it but this was one of those opportunities where you thought well actually var would have been good for us do you guys want to see VAR in the uh, in the dub, or are you more of a purist that um, it's too disruptive?
0: If we
3: had VAR, it would give us something else that we could complain about when we don't win.
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually love VAR. I, you know, I. I think. Listen, the, the the hairline stuff, or the the keepers moving just the tiny little bit before the you know ball is hit on a on a on a penalty or something like that is yeah it's a little bit um, mind numbing. But um, in general, I do like it. I mean, I would like I would the 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 quest to have a better uh, understanding of what actually happened. I'm all for.
0: yeah 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 i would like to see it in the um women's competition as well just to have that another you know, level of fairness between the two leagues so that they're not a different class yeah
2: or even on goals you know like that was saved a saved a ball right and it was incredible play right but part of me was not- <laughs> Hey, you know, if we had VAR, we'd know how close that was. We know if it actually went over. I don't think it went over. I don't think it was close to going over. But, you know, from our angle, our like one camera angle, how would we know?
0: Yeah.
3: Nah, Denise, that wasn't mild. Now nah, she said there was a mile. It wasn't even close to going in. Come on.
1: I mean, refs are there to make those decisions, and you do just have to trust that the ref makes the best decision. And refs make mistakes. You know, so uh, you could think, okay, if that ref had been having a bad day, you know, and that Grace save was, like, should have been a goal, but then they could have turned around and, like, said that Ricky Robertson was onside. Like, you know, you just, they're a, mis- it's frustrating when there are a mistake from VAR. There are mistakes with refs, and it's just part of the game. So, yeah, we'd, we'd like to know, but at the end of the day, it is the ref that makes the decision and we're not standing on the sideline. Like we might be yelling at the TV, oh, that wasn't an offside, but we're not the ones on the sideline with the years and years of training to get to that level.
2: Yeah, I'm not one to complain about refs, um, but I am one, I'm a technology nerd and I love technology and I think I think it can enhance the game, and I would like to see some more money spent on production.
3: Just um, on a on a slightly different tack, can we just take a moment to appreciate how good Chico's um, cross was that came into Mickey Robertson that got chopped oh, yeah. off? There was a there. I mean, out to that. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Chico lately just because she just hasn't. Made this, the, 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 the uh, She was in the squad last week, she didn't, she didn't come on because of different reasons, but today she came on, and that cross, from a high, I mean, she she's a wing back but she just played this beautiful cross that Mickey pounced on and bang, but um, that was beautiful to see. And the other thing is, if we look, if, if, when, if or when Coach Nat is looking to sign um, for next year, we really need to get that crossbar from the game today because that saved us three goals. (laughs) Honestly, there were three goals that Brisbane could have had, and that crossbar kept them out.
2: (laughs) You're hired. (laughs) Yeah, that was
1: um I mean that does bring us, I mean we can still talk about the match a bit, but like um, you know, there seems to be between the little corner of yellow and the flight of the next discussion groups about who the player of the match was and Someone suggested that the crossbar should be the player of the match. My suggestion actually um, was that the result from last week is player of the match. Because I think earlier in the season, you know, losing a centre defender to a red card, being two goals down and immediate, you know, immediately after that, I think it would be very easy to fold as a team and to come back and to actually almost win the game I kind of feel like it was last week's result that had that confidence. Now, obviously, we can't actually award the (laughs) player of the match to uh, to last week's result. It seems to have been a discussion between Clegg and Wiz. Where are we at with that? What do we think?
0: Let's go with I got outvoted again. So let's just go with (laughs) Clegg.
3: Yeah, let's go with Millie. Millie Millie. Yeah, like I tweeted, every time Millie touches the ball, like it's like your heart skips a beat. Like, what's she going to do this time? Where's it going to go? Is she going to shoot? What's going to happen? And uh, just, she's magic.
2: I actually feel the way with both of them. Like, they're both magic. And even Foster, you know, with some of her, um, in her crosses and some of her, like, there's there's a little bit of magic there with all three of them. I mean, Clay is just, like, wasn't she 17? <laughs> what's that? What are you doing, Holly? We could cut. We could cut the award in half.
1: <laughs> no, I think you should give it to someone. But that's very—it's
2: a thought. We could. We could cut the award in half. Has Claire been player of the match before?
1: Uh, that shouldn't matter. But no, she hasn't.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I think she's probably yeah. on balance. But yeah, it, it's hard to make it. Sometimes it's a real standout, and you can make these decisions quickly. Yeah. But, yeah. but at other times, you just think, you know. So-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. But yeah, we'll we'll go with Clegg. And Wiz, as a as a close second and the close through the crossbar and honorable mention the uh, result that we had last week.
3: There <laughs> go. Just um I'm gonna give you all an earworm because before we jumped on this chat, we were having like, you know, the old Facebook Messenger with a couple of people and I pointed out that we don't know how long we're gonna have Millie for. You know, she's seventeen. She's an academy player. She it's very likely she'll end up playing for scholarship and in, in the college in the US. And that, that old earworm of a song, When I'm Gone, When I'm Gone, you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. It's like,
2: that's Millie. That's Millie's song. We're gonna miss her when she's gone. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I hope she stays. You know, it doesn't, and this is American saying this, it doesn't have to be the path anymore that you go to the States. I mean, it's nice to get a free education at a big university, um, but you can get a free education here in New Zealand. And the other thing is players don't have to, like, get their education when they're 18, 19, 20 years old. If they want to play for a while and get their education after, you know, the, the world can work in very different ways now.
1: I think it would be a really smart investment for the club to recognize this kind of talent and it might not be possible because she is a scholarship player at the moment she's an amateur but sign her for like three or four years and then just reap the transfer money like I mean I know the transfer money is not big but often I guess clubs are in a financial position where they sign you for the upcoming season and then when the season's over and some big club comes along and snaps you up you're not getting any financial benefit from that so, Which is what I think I thought we had done with maybe Alyssa because we signed her to a two year contract, and I wondered where it was something to do with that as well. But just a thought, but I don't know whether it's possible. See, she's an amateur because she might go to the States. Yeah, Yeah.
2: again, like you said, it depends where you go, what team you're playing for, if you're getting playing time. Um, You know, Lily Alfred fell. You know, at LSU, which is an enormous school and a really big program, you know, very um, intense uh, sports there, you know, did well and came back and surprised everyone. Whereas, um, you know, you're game time there. She said it actually. So when I spoke to her at some stage and she said it was perhaps not
1: as good for her career as it could have been because she just sat on the bench. Mm. She got one game in, she said she made a heap of mistakes and then she just sat on the bench and maybe it wasn't... I mean, obviously you're getting an education out of it. Like, there's more to it than that. But mm. I would support Clegg going to become a Tar Heel at <laughs> UNC. Other than that, I think she should start, uh, just sign for the next.
0: Here's a question. So what if we... Um, and this is a really odd comparison, but what if they, they had a system like they do not rugby, like, where... They can sign three or four year, deal, five year deals, but have a sabbatical in between. Well, so rather than in football or in our case, rather than having a sabbatical, they can have a year or two years at college, and then come back to the their professional team, whether that is being at Brisbane uh, United in the UK or whatever. Would you
2: like something like that? No. Um no, nah, I, I I think, you know, you don't want to be at a different age when you're going into university in the US. You know, you're you're gonna be 18, she's 17 right now, you're gonna be 18. That's going into your freshman year. Um, you know, she right now would be the time she was she would be figuring out what school to go to um if she was going next year. And so um Millie, if you if you need any advice <laughs> You know, you got four people who are you know backseat drivers here on your career.
0: <laughs> before, before we end the segment, anything else?
3: Um, from Knicks me, one. I Knicks thought one. it was spectacular. Oh, sorry. I from me, I thought it was spectacular that the next women were able to not only hold their own. But fight back from two-nil down to a three-all draw against a team like Brisbane, who has some big name and some quality players in there. That I think that speaks heaps. That speaks volumes about how far we've come and what um, Holly was saying about how much um, resilience and courage this team has.
2: Absolutely. In fact, we should have opened it with that statement. I mean, that's that's our sentiment exactly. Um, really proud of this team. You know, the, the the sweetest moment was when Wiz scored her goal, and she went over to Natalie Lawrence and just gave her the, the like the big the big hug. And to me, that that was a sign of a, like a healthy team. Like, I I don't know what that was about, other than like magic and relationship, and you know, like we're doing this kind of thing. But it was a nice moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really liking the uh, bonding that the team are showing recently. I think that's really cool that, you know, it almost um, and sorry for all the rugby references, but it reminds me of the, the New Zealand Seven Sisters. That's what it started to remind me of. That, yeah, that team bonding, that family bonding, that, you know, it's wonderful to see. And wonderful I'm to I think say. Holly gets
3: the last, Holly gets the last word tonight. Yeah.
1: Oh, not sure why, but um, we will, they've got, I think the next game is going to be February eleventh. is it the 11th or the 10th? Oh, look, anyway, uh, we will be at their game in um, Western Sydney Wanderers. We'll be out there at that match. Um, which will hopefully be a good one, because we have had some joy out at that um, out at that field before. I don't know if they have a match in between then, but, like, here's... Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers are quite dangerous now, I, I have to say. so, But we can still hope that we might get some points. But I think that might be our next match for the woman. Or is there another one in between? Is this our bye week, is my question. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway... Um, here's to our next like points our next win um the last two weeks have been really really impressive um especially under the circumstances for today so really awesome yeah the next match is 12th of february so we're looking forward to that have a good
2: rest and the next home match is up in albany yeah yeah in auckland are we going to that
0: I won't be traveling to Auckland, but you guys probably will. On the show,
2: yeah, that that'll be a lot of fun. And so, as as many fans as possible join us. We'll we'll grab a sign. We'll take it up, and uh, we'll check out that stadium, and that market. And um, I, you know, it feels like it's a little bit more intimate, um, but still feels professional. I, I, I'm really looking forward to that venue. So, um, I'm gonna get some tickets. Hopefully, Michelle Morris.
1: Um, from the cove we'll head
0: over and we'll catch up with her cool yeah. <laughs> um, well thanks for coming to talk about the woman uh, women uh, we will yep. be right we, we will be right back to talk about the men after this would we'll you like video versions of our podcast with the occasional behind the scenes exclusive then you can follow the video version of our podcast at youtube.com slash the BFG Podcast. That's youtube.com slash the BFG Podcast. And we are back on the BFG Podcast to talk about the men's match against Perth Glory. So what do we think, Holly and uh, Jonathan, about the men's match?
1: Switching up the uh, ring of fire for the ring of dirt and um, the, in, the the... The pitch looks terrible. I mean, to be fair, they do have a speedway that goes around there. So there are race cars, and apparently there was a demolition derby a couple of weeks before, which also probably wrecked the pitch. I get the sense that there just wasn't anything better on offer for the club, and that's why they went They went there. But it's unfortunate that the pitch was so poor. Um, but, you know, it was an exciting game. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: that a lot of people were complaining about the pitch. Now, if it hadn't have rained, I reckon it would have been a lot better.
3: Yeah. Um. Uh, I I kind of agree with you, Blake, but I think the there were big pitches where grass was just missing and you could see where tyres had been on the pitch. And so what happened, particularly in that first half, is both teams came out Um, And they were playing really narrow football, like they were doing short passing, they weren't going in for tackles, there was not so much a lot of, excuse me, there wasn't a lot of, not confrontation, but there wasn't a lot of challenge happening because players were worried about getting hurt, Um, which I think diminished the game in that first half. Fortunately, the players adapted and, you know, it it did turn out to be a, a good game, but Early on, both teams, and, and we even saw Olive Sale, you know, he he had a few tumbles and it was like, What's going on? They just the studs weren't um bearing and um as much as we'd like to say maybe the rain put a little bit of grease on the field, I think that the the problems were bigger than that.
0: Yeah. And um so how did you feel about uh, Zavada scoring yet, scoring yet another goal. He just come into form really well. I really enjoyed that. Well,
3: the commentators were saying that like we're halfway through the season and Zavada's scored enough goals already this year, that he could have taken the golden boot out in from last season. So he's got seven. Last year, we had three players who got six, and we're only halfway through the season. So he's in fantastic form. What do you think,
1: Ollie? Yeah. It was good. Um, I think that the fans have, have really taken to him, too. At the uh, Central Coast match, um, the, the, um, the fever took up. Um, a chant for him that they kept up for ages. Like, they didn't sing it a couple of times. They sang it constantly. For what felt like must have been, like, a good 10 minutes, it was, like, constant. And every time they were sort of low, the drummer would, like, beat them back into doing it again. So, like, that, he's really, he's become really popular with the club for these, um, you know, the form he's in, which is great to see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so... And then the second uh, and then the second goal was um uh Barbarusas. A great a great like cross if I remember correctly, a good cross, right? That's right. So good cross and a tap into that. He had another good game. In this second and third quarter, he really stepped up. Like, you know, and um, number one is i say that I got really good. And uh, then shortly after that second goal, uh, David Williams replied straight back. So, um, coming back to bite his old team, and that would be the only time, as we will talk about in a minute. But uh, what do you think about David Williams coming to haunt his old side?
3: David Williams is class. He is a classy player. There's not much he can't do. Like I, I don't think he gets quite enough recognition around the league for how good he is.
1: That run was incredible. Like the, the the cross was was brilliant as well. The finish was brilliant. But the run he just made, like lost all the defenders. Just got just that gap. Just that gap where that ball came and he had space to play it
0: into the back of the net it was really really classy. Yeah, so we went into the so we went into the unless I'm beginning because I mean was it half time two one? It was, right. Yeah. So uh, and then shortly into the second half the controversy started. So the the uh, the um the red card, what do we think
1: about that? It was a cynical foul for me. He isn't even, like, Tim Payne is not watching the ball. Tim Payne has not watched the ball. Tim Payne has turned and looked at, was that David Williams or Ryan Williams? I, I don't know. The player, he, he had looked at the player coming through and had intentionally knocked him. That's a foul. Absolutely, that's a foul. I think the question has been asked whether it was a dog so, so a denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Um, I think today, today's dog so with the woman with Kate, that was. I think that was very clear. There was no question about that. There seems to be question about whether the Payne foul was really a dog so. The ball had wasn't exactly at his feet. Would he have gotten there? There were other defenders. It's kind of hard to tell whether something is a dog. So um and obviously everybody who's a New Zealand or an Knicks fan is is gonna be biased and screaming that it's not. And then yeah, there's bias all the time. But um I don't know. I, I I think when you when the ball has played through like that and then you still choose to make that kind of tackle, you're you that's the risk you take. And it was a st- it was a stupid tackle to make. Whether it was actually really a dog, so I don't know. But you you make a tackle like that and that's the risk you take.
0: And then um, not long after that, we had. Day day then going a second goal. I'm going to get time times so I just went uh, So we had that second goal. Did we prefer the first one or a second one? First or second? I've-
2: I'd go for the first. I thought their
3: first goal was it was an absolute banger. That's, that's my personal view.
0: Yeah. And uh, it was quite funny, the whole game, to see uh, Ufi on fan ice, because uh, if you don't know, for those of you that don't follow the news, he, need, he needs one more to get banned. But, <laughs> so, yeah, all the journalists and all the fans on Twitter were like, Oh, I think to happened today. I think to happened today. Oh, no wait, someone else got a
3: yellow card. It wasn't him. So he lives to find another week. Yeah, yeah one. Well, he, yeah, as you say, he's on for nice. He's he. he I, I actually thought at one point I saw him walk. He had come outside of their um their area, their box, um just because of the 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 camera coverage, but it actually turned out it was the fourth official, it was just that the they were both wearing a similar colour of thing and I was like, what's Sophie <laughs> doing all the way down there? But, um I, you know, and then when one of the other, one of his team got a yellow card, it's like, oh, you know, so yeah, it's yep, maybe next week, watch this space.
0: But I love how he says in the present, I love how he says, I'm not going to change who I am, I am, who I
1: am. Who I am. I love that. Chiefy has a great, um, that's the assistant coach, he's a great record as head coach because um, he had to do it when he had uh, COVID, I think, last season. Um, so, you know what? If Offy has to take the week out, I know we're in good hands with Chiefy at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the whole staff is great. Quite handy
3: just, um, yeah, someone that there's a couple of players we haven't touched on yet and um, who both had good games yesterday and have been doing all right. One is Ugarkovic, who's actually played really well all the way through and yesterday just actually stood up and he would he did a he had a really good game, Mirages. He I thought he was very good, especially when we were down to ten and we really needed him. Um yeah, Wooten was out. Um Clayton Lewis is out with a busted knee, so these other guys are stepping up. They're stepping in and stepping up, which was great to see.
0: People are saying that he's one of the best loan signings, um, like the league has had, or something.
1: I think it's been um, interesting with him because he um, he started at the beginning of the season. He played. He's he's on from the Jets, and he played at the beginning of the season, and then there was this weird interlude where he wasn't even in like the traveling squad. He was actually playing for the um, reserves team. And it wasn't like a one-off and it wasn't like he was injured because he was clearly fit enough to play for the reserves team. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there, why he was put in the reserves team, why he was brought out again. Maybe it was to show him like, maybe you need to put in more effort or something, be good enough for the first team. I don't know, but I did think it very strange to like sign a loan player, have them play for a little while, put them in the reserves for a few weeks. But whatever's been going on with him, it's been working. He's been great. And with Callan Elliott as well.
0: You've so gotta, what you've got to remember, though, is sometimes it's about squad depth as well. And sometimes if they are not willing to buy, the only way you can get them is loan. That might be what they have to do. So like yeah, Why
1: well, put the effort of getting a lone player from another A-League club to put them in the reserves team? That that's sort of the question for me, right? Like having someone who's lifted from the reserve plays for a little while, goes back down to the reserve, that makes more sense. But having put Miragus in reserve on like I, I don't know what happened, but he's in good form now.
0: Would you would you like to see us him permanently for a couple of years? These
1: are the times playing that you'd like to see up actually grab. Right so, our backup is what Sam Sutton, who I'm quite fond of. So, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, what about you, Jonathan? Would you like to be our purchase and Why him? That's a good question. Um, you
3: I mean, really, we have to look at who's coming off contract at the end of the season and and see who we're going to you know, who's going to hang around. Um, they yeah. have that depth, you know, with another with that really good defensive mid, but um, who knows? I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm buying him seems like a bit of a jump, um, a bit of a leap, but get especially given that the Knicks need a, a strong defender. Uh, you know, we need a centre back um who, who can really bring some class and so we don't want to spend what finances we do have on another defensive mid or a mid player if we've already got quality there um but he's he would not be a bad buy it just depends on who who's in the market what can we get
0: yeah um so talking of, um the the, um, the next game is a Melbourne victory on Friday night. Um, so, do we? What do we think of our chances in Melbourne?
1: I think um, it's all sort of up in the air. Like uh, Melbourne Victory are generally a classy team, but they're twelfth. They're at the bottom. They're which is wild, because, I mean, they were they wooden were spooners a couple of seasons ago, deservedly. And then they had this massive comeback with a, a really great season last season, including winning um, the Australia Cup. But the season has just been really dire. Nanny didn't really fire, and then he is injured anyway. I, I don't know what's going on with them, but, look, let's hope that we can jump on the beating Melbourne Victory bandwagon and um, score some more points, because we're still fourth on the table, but the more points, the better. Finally, I feel a bit sorry
0: for the league, and this is relevant because it, it was her turn last season, that Daniel Sturridge and Nani haven't worked out the previous the two seasons. It's very sad that, you know, a big marquee hasn't worked out and kind of flopped.
1: I think Nani has been better than Starge. I mean, the problem with Sturridge isn't just that he basically never played. It was also the fact that he didn't apparently want to do any kind of like public relations or media or anything like that. Whereas like at least some of the big name marquees like Charlie Austin and Nani were a little bit more open. You know, um, they've both been on the um, A-legs all-access and stuff like that. So in some ways they've been better. But, yeah, you're right. It's another big name that's not not I mean, not worked out in the long term.
0: Even Austin was a flop. It was a fab. Um, would you like- so, um,
3: I reckon, I think, I think, go down, Blake, let me get my five cents in. <laughs> yes. I think we'll um, I think we'll roll victory. I think it'll be I think it'll be close. I don't think it's going to be a runaway. Maybe okay. Let's go four two to the Knicks.
0: Okay, four two. Ollie, what's the score for you? I'll go one
1: 0 Yeah, I reckon there's probably only one goal in it. I don't know what it depends on who's got their scoring boots on. They're still. They could still turn around and beat us comfortably. That's the thing. I just, I don't know. I just hope, I'm just happy for us to kick victory while they're down. <laughs> as mean as that sounds, um, I would be happy to kick them while they're down to get us a few more points.
0: All I was going to say was I hope the league can keep the uh, marquee thing going and make it a bit better than it has been. Uh so, unless and, and anyone else... Sorry, sorry just
3: just on, that, Blake, just, sorry, just on that, Blake, there was news this afternoon that Wanderers have signed a... I don't know if he's a marquee player, but he's a pretty big signing out of the UK to come in through the transfer window. So, potentially, Wanderers could have signed someone who's going to turn, you know, really bolster their season. So, Let's wait and see what happens. I, I'm not even going to try and, and say the player's name because I would just butcher it. But um, I, I think Wander is someone to watch out for. I know
0: the one you mean, yeah, but I can't tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, we will leave it there. Uh, you can now follow us on Spotify and all your favorite uh, audio platforms. And but if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like. Like and subscribe this video and we will see you on the next one.